Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. They are fake folk. And God says, stay away from people like that. Why? Because it's time. You're living in that Jonah time and you're going to see a lot of flooding. You're going to see some possibly natural floods, but I'm talking about a, a, a floods of trials, floods of tribulations. There'll be a fires breaking out, things that you were never meant to endure. But if you allow that to come in your front door, you'll share what will happen to them. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, I want to welcome everybody here today and welcome everyone on the, uh, watching us right now live or listening to us on the Kingdom Rock Network. Hello, everybody. Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community that are joining us. Hello, everybody. We thank you so much for joining us today. We know the Lord has a rich and relevant word that will challenge and inspire you to grow in your relationship with Christ. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be concluding the series that was entitled Fake Church. The Lord stops us here on part 14. And when we reach a conclusion of his series, boy, it's always sort of sad to me that one thing ends, but he's about to begin a new thing. But this is part 14. The Lord tells me to tell you, watch out for fake folk. Watch out for fake folk. Watch out for fake folk. You're living in the time of Jonah. And let me tell you this now prophetically. You're living in the time of Jonah's when a lot of well-meaning people will give a ride. No intended thing about this over here. We, we heard something online community earlier. I'm not talking about that. But you're living in the day and time. When you're about to, many well-meaning people will be trying to aid and assist those that are walking rebelliously against God. And what you're going to end up doing is bringing a storm into your own life. God says, watch out for fake folk. You're living in that time of Jonah. The floods are about to hit. They are about to come. And there are some things that under normal circumstances you wouldn't have anything to do with. Those sailors would have had smooth seas that day, business as usual. But they did something good, or so they thought. They picked up someone that God was dealing with, someone that was running from God, someone that was walking in rebellion to God. And they allowed, they opened their doors and they allowed that to come in. And when that person came in, the wrath of God also came in. The judgment of God also came in. And those sailors were now about to experience something that they were never meant to experience. Because of their association. 
So I'm telling you, God says, watch out for fake folk. Let's go back to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3rd chapter. Let's, let me uh, read this once again, verses 1 through 5 this time, 2 Timothy 3rd chapter, verses 1 through 5. The Lord says this, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They'll be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unliving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will, re but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Now, all of these descriptors are about people that act religious or say that they are with God. They are fake folk. And God says, stay away from people like that. Why? Because it's time. You're living in that Jonah time, and you're going to see a lot of flooding you're going to see some possibly natural floods, but I'm talking about a, a, a floods of trials, floods of tribulations. There'll be a fires breaking out, things that you were never meant to endure. But if you allow that to come in your front door, you'll share what will happen to them. You will share it. Watch out for fake folk. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, or rather 1 Corinthians 5. Let me show you this. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 9 through 13. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 9 through 13. Listen to this. Paul says here, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. Stop right there. He says, I told you, don't associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. To indulge in something is not that you trip up and, oh, I'm in sexual sin. Oh, how did this happen to me? I don't know how I ended up in this place with you. No, that's not by accident. You did it, and you did it again. And you say, I'll have another. Thank you, I'll have another. These are people that are living a habitual lifestyle of sexual sin. And so he says here, when I wrote to you, I, uh, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. Verse 10. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols, you would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or uh, worship idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. Why? You're living in the time of Jonah. 
And one way that God will save these is that he will allow trouble to come. Because some people, God help us, we just can't hear any other way. We just won't pray. We just won't bow our knee. We just will, we will continue doing what we normally do until trouble comes to shake us up. And some of you know what I'm talking about. The Lord has a way of getting our attention. Sometimes his voice can seem so hard for us to hear and listen to when things are going very well. But when things get rough, oh, we start to call out then. Oh, we start to listen then. So the Lord says here, don't even eat with them. Don't even associate with them. Now, he's not talking about people of the world. He's talking about people in his own house. Remember, the word of God declares that judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. You're living in that time now when the Lord will expose things. And you need to be aware of it. He said, don't even eat with such people. Verse number 12. He said, it isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders. Hear that. It isn't my, it isn't your responsibility to judge outsiders. Let me say that again. It isn't your responsibility to judge outsiders. Let me say that again. It isn't your responsibility to judge outsiders. But it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. Listen to verse 13. God will judge those on the outside. But as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. Now understand something. This verse, yes, is talking about the local congregation. Absolutely. Now you won't have to guess if someone is living a sexually immoral life or doing evil things. They're constantly walking in evil. They're, they're constantly uh, ignoring the spirit of God. You don't have to guess about it. The Holy Spirit makes it really apparent to you. Now, the Lord says this once again, because you're living in the time of Jonah. You're living in the time of flooding right now. There are natural signs to show you what the Lord is releasing spiritually. Because some people won't hear unless something goes wrong. And so the Lord will allow trouble to come in to shake their lives up, to save their souls. To save your soul so that you will finally listen to me. I've heard parents say to their children, are you listening to me? Wife say to her husband, are you listening to me? Do you hear what I'm saying? So the Lord said, I will allow something to come into your life. To get your attention. So that uh, this situation will be a beacon for you that your soul would not be lost. And here comes the well-meaning brother or sister. Hey, let me help you out of this jam. And you give them a couple of dollars only to discover money's been taken out of your account too. You give them of your resources only to discover now you have bags with holes in it and you're depleting resources. You're bleeding resources. You've welcomed the storm into your own life that was never intended for you. 
How much trouble do you need in your life? How much trouble do you want? I love everybody. But there's a song that said, I can do bad by myself. I don't need your help to starve to death. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You've got to decide. You're living in the time of Jonah. What was permissible earlier is not anymore. It's happening. Even nature itself is revealing what the Spirit of God is doing in an effort to save his people, in an effort to wake his people up. Verse 12 says again, he says, it's not my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it is your responsibility to mark those who walk unruly among you. It is your responsibility. Now, the Lord said that he would judge the outsiders. So that should actually free you up. You don't have to tell the homosexual, homosexual man or the lesbian woman or the, the man outside that is, uh, that is a gambler or one outside that is, uh, that is abusive in some type of relationship. You don't have to tell the one outside. Anyone that's doing any, anything that, that, that the word says is sin or is ungodly, you don't have to go and point your hands at them and say you're going to hell. That's not what Jesus called us to do. God will judge the outsiders. He didn't call you to judge them. Because listen, you know it's sin because the Spirit of God is within you and he gave you power over it. But then how can you tell them that they're not supposed to do that when they don't have the Spirit of God, they don't have the power of God that can make them godly. How are they supposed to not do sin when they don't have the power over sin? You're telling them to do something that is impossible for them to do. You're telling them to walk by God's morals and God's standards without God. There's only one word that God gives to those on the outside. Come inside the house. Be saved. Be born of God. And he'll help them with all the other stuff. The Lord never called us to condemn anyone, to, to judge them and all of that stuff, especially those that are out in the world. Those inside the church, if we're doing wrong, you see me doing wrong, help me. Talk to me. I don't want this storm in my life. I don't want God to have to release something in my life that's going to cause me pain. And he doesn't take delight in causing his people pain or allowing pain to come into their lives. If I need to wake up, help me. Are you hearing? But in not even associating or eating with them, they begin to feel, hey, you know, I'm, I need to straighten up. But it's not just people inside the house. Look at this thing globally. The type of music you listen to, the type of Christian music that you listen to, the type of Christian programming you listen to. The Bible says those who claim to be a believer claim to be a Christian, and they're living these faulty lines where we say, well, I like what they do, so I'm going to associate with them. You better think about that again. You better think about that twice and know, what, know where you are. The Bible says in Acts the 17th chapter, Acts 17, verse 30 through 31, the Lord says here, uh, as, 
as the apostles are ministering here, God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times, but now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and turn to him. For he has set a time, rather he has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed. And he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead. There's a day, there's a time on God's clock. After he has said and said and said and said, there is a time that now this is required. Not to destroy you, but so that you may wake up. It's the mercy of God. God will judge the outsiders. God will judge them. The Bible says in uh, Jeremiah 17 and 10, Jeremiah 17 and 10 says, But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. God judges the outsider. Have no part in judging the outsider. You give them Jesus. God called you to be salt and light. Now, the Bible does not say for you to not to associate with outsiders. No, no, that's wrong as two left shoes. God does not tell you not to eat with outsiders or those that are unbelievers or ungodly. No, that's wrong. He does tell you not to associate with those who name the name of Christ and walk disorderly according to the word of God in an effort that they would see what they're doing is wrong and repent and get back on their post. Jesus is coming soon. We don't have time to play games any longer. If we're suffering with sin, if we're becoming overwhelmed with, uh, with any sort of addictions, we need to come to the altar. We need to cry out to the Lord. We need to confess our faults one to another that we may be healed. A secret sin only acts as a cancer on the inside of our hearts, and it only brings destruction to us. We're living in the last days, and the Lord is about to come. So he's shoring up his house. He's shoring up his house. You hear what I'm saying, child of God? He's shoring up his house, beloved of God. God is shoring up his house. He's not telling you to go on a rampage and hold picket signs and judge the outside, judge the ungodly. He's telling you to be salt and light to them so they can see. Let's look at this. And uh, let me show you some examples. I love this. The Matthew 5, Matthew 5, verse 13. Matthew 5, 13. This is what the Lord Jesus said to you and I. Let them that have an, have an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Matthew 5, verse 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its, savor, its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trodden or trampled underfoot as worthless. Salt, as you know, is a preservative. And salt makes you thirsty. 
The Lord wants you to go around the outsiders or the unbelievers, those who, have, those who do not have Christ. He wants you around them so that your life can make them uh, thirsty, thirsty for Christ. They'll need to see a difference in you. There must be a difference in you. Say with me, I am salt. I am salt. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. You are the light Light helps people to see. It helps bring understanding and clarity. That's you. You must identify as being salt, your life being salt, not just on Sunday morning, not just when you get home, but when you go to work. When you do what you do, your life should continue to be salt. And you are light. I've shared with some of you. What I used to do uh, when I got a telemarketing call, I just hung up the phone. I didn't want to talk to him. I know, I know you ain't about to say anything to me. You're not even going to bring that mess up in me. You know, no, no, no. I just hang up the phone. But then the Lord began to deal with me and said, that's a soul on the other end of that line. I said, you know, you're right. And he, began, he put something in my spirit to pray for them when they called. I said, all right, Lord. Yes, I'll do it. So I began to answer my phone. Prayer line, how may I help you? My phone is a prayer line. I can't tell you how many times I pray for people on my phone. Hallelujah. And so I began, when I see a number I don't know, prayer line, how may I help you? How can we pray with you today? You need prayer for healing, for deliverance? For protection, how can we pray with you today? And they start their spiel and say, just so-and-so, so-and-so. Sir, this is a prayer line. I'll be glad to pray with you. Anything you need in your life, can I pray with you now? Most time, they just hang up. <laughs> but I've gotten two persons so far that let me pray with them. And I prayed in the name of Jesus. Whatever the Lord brought up to my heart, that's what I prayed for. I prayed it, I prayed, and I prayed. I realized that that is a soul on the other line. They may have called me for some nefarious scamming things, but they got Jesus instead. Hallelujah. It's a soul on the other line. Someone who may never know Jesus. That's how he dealt with me. Salt and light. Salt and light. And I pray in Jesus' name. If you didn't want to be prayed for in Jesus' name, don't call my number. If you don't want to hear me say the blood of Jesus, don't call my number. You reach the prayer line. How can we help you today? God called you to be salt and light in every single area of your life. The Lord says in verse 14, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. Let's let that soak in. Say with me, I am salt and I am light. Your life is designed to make them thirsty for Christ, thirsty for righteous living. And your life is also designed to illuminate the darkness in their own lives. When you come around. They should say, they should think, oh, you know, I can't do this because so-and-so is here. And, you know, I feel bad doing this in your presence. 
But not only that, when they leave your presence, they should want to do better. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and, and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Jesus didn't tell you don't associate with outsiders. He told you to be salt and light. I appreciate your flashlight in the church. I'm shining and you shining. We got a bigger light. Praise God. In the middle of the day, I don't need your flashlight. But when it's dark, I need your flashlight. So you take your light where people, where there's areas of darkness. You don't have to look for darkness. It's already all around you. Are you hearing? Jesus was known to be a friend of sinners. Let's look at Luke 15. Luke 15, verses 1 and 2. He says, Then drew uh, near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. So Jesus did not tell you don't eat with people that are, that are outsiders, that, that don't know God, that are in sin. No, no. Let them experience your light. Let them experience the saltiness of your life. Now, you don't become like them. You stay true to the word of God within you. Let God draw them. Are you hearing well, the same way when Jesus went to, uh, was going to, to Jericho and he saw um, Zacchaeus there. Zacchaeus was a short man, so, you know, he climbed up in the tree waiting for Jesus to come by. And when Jesus came to that place, he told him, Zacchaeus, come on down. He called him by name and said, tonight, today, I'm going to eat at your house. Zacchaeus came down, ran down out the tree. They got to Zacchaeus' house. You know, of course, people were very upset that Jesus went to Zacchaeus' uh, house. Matter of fact, let's look at um, verse 6. This is um, um, Luke 19, verse 6. It says, Zacchaeus quickly uh, climbed down. This is, uh, again, verse 6. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and um, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Uh, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a, of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. This is what the fake church does. You're in the break room sitting with somebody that is known for their sinning ways. But here comes Mr. or, or Ma'am Saved coming in the room. And, and they sit over there in the corner with their Bible keeping their head down. Don't sit with me. I'm holy. You let them sit over there, hallelujah, and you invite Mr. and Mrs. Cinnamon, come over and, and sit with me, hallelujah, let me share with you. And you don't really have to say a word about Jesus sometimes. Sometimes you're just sitting there, just being you, letting the glory of God shine from your presence, letting them see the difference in you, asking them, do you need prayer What's going on in your life? Let's talk about it. Would you mind if I pray for you? You would be amazed how they would say, yes, please pray for me. 
as you share your Jesus. See, you can't give away something that you don't have. You've got to have peace in order to give peace. There's got to be some glory in your life for you to impart that from your life. God didn't call you to judge outsiders. He loves them. There's really only one message that you will preach to them. Know Jesus. Know him. Now let me get very specific with you what God is telling you to do in this hour. Very specific. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, the second chapter. If you weren't convinced, let the word of God speak to you. 1 Peter, the second chapter, rather the first chapter. 1 Peter, yes, 1 Peter, second chapter, verse number 12. You got me? It says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Even rather... Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. They'll stand up and testify about you. Be careful how you behave around your unbelieving co-workers, neighbors. They're watching you. How else are they going to testify before God on the day of judgment? Say, yes, I knew to do right. I saw your word lived out in front of me. I saw Jesus revealed through person's life. God says, be careful. Be watchful how you do it, how you live your life in front of them. Look at verse 15. Verse 15 says... It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. Your lifestyle will silence those ignorant folk. Are we reading the word? Verse 16 For you are free. Yet you are God's slave. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. Respect the government. God is watching you. People are watching you. You're living in the last days at this moment. When people are trying to figure out, are you fake or are you real? The Lord is making a distinction between the fake church and the real church. When you walk in your break room, when you deal with your co-workers, realize it's not just you they see. You're carrying the presence of the Lord. You're carrying the name of Jesus. Live honorably in front of them. Realize it's not just for you, but it's for them. Because they've seen a fake church. They've heard the fake church. You've got to be the real one. Let's move on. First Peter, the third chapter. If you haven't heard it, let's, we're going to finish reading. First Peter, the third chapter. Let's look at verse number 14. First Peter 3, verse 14. It says, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, and you will. All those who will live, who will, who will live godly will suffer persecution. 
He says, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Can we do that? Can you explain why you are saved? Why Jesus has come into your life? Can you explain why Jesus had to die, his death, burial, and resurrection? Can you explain his atonement? Can you explain how he washed your sins away? You must be ready to give an answer for what you believe. If you can't, you're living in the information age. You can find out. You can ask. We can have more Bible studies. If it takes more Bible studies, you can do your own study. Why do you believe in Jesus? Why is it important for someone to give their life to Christ? You must be ready to give an answer for what you believe. It's, it, that's reasonable, isn't it? Verse 16 says, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Are you hearing? As the Lord brightens the church as the light comes up and he's he, he's grabbed he has a hold of the dimmer so to speak and he is turning the brightness up of his church the more the light is turned up the more it will expose darkness and the more darkness is exposed the more demons and devils are going to cry out because they love to exist in darkness and many times you won't have to say a word when you go into some places. They will automatically not like you. Because you are light. So don't get upset or bent out of shape because somebody doesn't like you. When by nature you are light. And the demons that infiltrate their lives love to be in darkness. So they're going to cry out against you. They may lie on you. They may accuse you. They may say all manner of evil things about you. Say nasty things in posts. But all that means that the light is working. Bless you, baby. All that means the light is working. Don't be discouraged by their negativity. Be encouraged by it. Because the glory of God is resting upon your life. Are you hearing me? Last. Let's go to John the 16th chapter before we close out today. So, what are we finding out? By nature, light exposes darkness. If someone, and we've used this example before, if someone is getting dressed in the dark, 
And in the dark, they think their clothes are matching. But when someone turns on the light, it is clearly revealed what they are. I don't have to tell you that this and that is wrong. The light reveals it. What you will find is a bunch of religious spirits who have no light. Who are living by a word that has not been illuminated or living by a word that has no spirit. They have denied the spirit and they like to keep up stuff. Keep up controversy. Nothing they're doing is actually changing anybody. They just want people to be like them. But when you have light, just step into the room. When you have light, just write your book. When you have light, just do your video. When you have light, just say hello. Many times, just say hello. And some of them are... Why are you talking to me? Good morning. Understand something. The light is working. Some will see the light and try to run further into the darkness. Then others will see the light and come to the light. You can't do a thing about either one. It's their choice. You can't, people, you can't make run, somebody run from the light. You can't make them run toward the light. It's their choice. All you can do is be a good light bulb. Just shine it. Just shine it. When you go into places, just see yourself as a nice light bulb. Just, just shine. Just shine. When you want to cuss them out, just shine. Realize that you are salt and light and you have responsibilities. You may be the very own, the only Jesus that they'll ever see. You may be the only Bible that they'll ever read. And if you stoop to their level and fight fire with fire, all you're going to have is a bigger fire. No change will ever be made. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. But with the, spirit of the, with the Spirit of God, it's not impossible. It's worth it. You're going to bring glory to Father. You're not going to be fake. You're going to be real. You're real. And realize you have a responsibility. This is why every day you have to bow your knee before him and say, God, give me strength. Because it's going to take his strength for you to be light and salt in a world full of darkness. That's being real. What is the Holy Spirit doing in this hour? Now, I want you to know this very well. We're going to conclude with this. Again, God will judge the outsiders. God will judge them. Don't go around with your picket signs and all this stuff and say, she shouldn't be wearing this, he shouldn't be wearing that. Be the light. Show the difference. Because at the end of the day, all of those religious words are just going to fall to the ground anyway. They don't need your finger. They need your hand. If you can show them a hand, show them the way. Show them another way. That's what they want.
They know they're in darkness. But if we who had the light continue to push them further in darkness, where are they going to go? But you're going to have to be real. You can't fake it. Last, John 16. John 16. Are y'all getting this? John 16. Let's look at uh, just a few verses here. Start at verse number 7. This is what the Lord Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is come, coming to do. And I want you to understand this. John 16, verse number 7 says, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Jesus speaking. It is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the, the advocate won't come. Talking about the Holy Spirit. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Verse 8. And when he comes, has the Holy Spirit come? Absolutely. When he comes, he will convict now, the word convict means to expose, shine the light on. Convict meaning to expose, shine the light on. He will convict the world of its sin. Notice that's singular. Convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Now, what's the world's sin? What's the world's sin? What's the world got going on? What's... All this bad stuff that is going on, and again, the church comes, or many of those who claim the name of Jesus are saying things and lashing out of people in their, in their, um, in their ungodly lifestyles and their perversions and all this other stuff. We're lashing out at them, telling them, you've got to become like us. I hope the world never becomes like you. Or becomes like me. What a sad picture is that. What a sad picture. I don't want anybody to become like me. But I want everybody to become like Jesus. Why would you want to be like a copy. When you can be like the original. What's the world's sin? Verse 9. The world's sin is that it what? refuses to believe in me. What's the Holy Spirit shining the light on? Those who refuse to believe in Jesus. He's shining the light on Jesus in the midst of darkness. That's the sin. Surely all these other things are bringing death and condemnation. Absolutely. But remember, when the person receives Jesus, he deals with all the other stuff. One at a time. You can't walk anybody out of their sin. Only the Spirit of God can. There are things that you are still doing now that God is still dealing with you about. And how in the world can we tell them in the world, you got to stop doing this and stop doing that, when you can't even stop doing this and stop doing that? You at least have the power of the Spirit, and he is leading you out of it day by day. They don't have the power that could make them godly. What's the Holy Spirit doing? He is convicting the world of its sin because they don't believe in Jesus. What's the one sin that gets people, to, that, that uh, robs people from eternal life? Not believing in Jesus. The sin of the world is no problem for God. 
Once they receive Christ, everything changes. Give them the cure. That cure is Jesus. The Bible says, verse number nine again, the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Righteousness is only through Jesus. So again, the Holy Spirit shines a light on Jesus. He shines a light on Jesus. Jesus as Savior. Jesus as the only way to be righteous before God. He said in verse 11, judgment will come. Oh, verse 10 again. It's, I'm sorry. Verse 10 says, righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Verse 11, judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. And anybody connected to the ruler of this world will also be judged. Guilt by association. So God says, come out from among them. Come out. Because the same fate he will meet will be shared with all those that are still with him. You don't want to go where the devils go. Well, then don't let the devil stay with you. Don't welcome him in your home. You will share the devil's fate, a fate that you were never meant to endure. Ever. Man was not meant to go to hell. Man was or to, or to endure the second death. That's for the devil. That's for those demons and the Antichrist and the beast and all of that. It wasn't for us. It's not for us. So I just tell you, saints of God, we've got to be real. It's going to take God for you to do the, for you to do the things of God. And you won't be able to, to, to pretend, but we've got to be real. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray today for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit that we may do the works of Jesus, that we may be salt and light to the world. Father, we pray that our light would be so salty that people would want to know about you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that our lives would be so full of light that it would give other people understanding and wisdom and clarity. And it would expose the darkness all around us. Father, I pray for courage for your people, courage and grace. Lord, I pray you put on them the whole arm of God that they may withstand the wiles of the enemy and that the fiery darts of the enemy would not penetrate their armor and that you would always guard their hearts and keep them safe in you. In Jesus' name. And now, my friend, if you're watching today or listening, anyone here in the room, if you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I believe today is that moment. I believe if you're still listening now that God has convicted your heart and you know that today is the acceptable hour, you have believed in Jesus, in his death, burial, and resurrection. God said if to be saved is very simple, repent and believe the gospel. That is, turn from darkness and turn to light. Turn to Jesus and believe in him. He said, if you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, 
you would be saved. And in the last days, the Lord says plainly, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're living in the time of Jonah right now. Judgment is come, and it's already here. And let me tell you, it's going to continue. But you don't have to be a part of that. God can keep you safe. And he needs you to be safe so that you can continue to be salt and light. So today, if you would like to pray with me, just a simple prayer. We normally call this the sinner's prayer or prayer of salvation. But if God is already, if you're already believing in him, you're actually already saved. If you're turning from your sin, you're actually already saved if you believed and repent. But we can talk to the Father together and let this relationship continue. So let's go ahead and make this thing nice and official, shall we? And just pray this simple prayer with me. And just say, Father, I come to you and I thank you for saving me. I admit I've done bad things, but I believe that Jesus has come to wash my sins away. I believe in Jesus. I confess him as my Lord, as my Savior, and I ask him to come into my life. And I willingly turn from darkness and I turn to you. And I thank you for saving me, for bringing Jesus into my life. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who will continue to lead me into all truth and show me things to come. In Jesus' name, thank you for being my father. I am your child. Amen. All right. Well, because of your faith and belief and trust in Jesus, you were saved. It's not about a prayer, but it's all about who you believe. It's all about who you know. And knowing Jesus, you know you have everything. All right. If we can do anything for you, then just write us or or um, go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Uh, that's kingdomrock.org. And give us your testimony, your prayer request. We'll be glad to pray with you. All right? We love you guys so much. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you. And so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you next time right here on the Kingdom Rock Network. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.